Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the grandma in Minari. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, pendulums, witches in the news, and a spell to clear your mind. Boom. Got no thoughts in here, baby. (laughs) We completely empty. I'm the grandma at the end of Minari. Whoop, gone. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. So I watched Earwig and the Witch, that Hayao Miyazaki's son's film on HBO Max. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, but we talked about it in a we did. In the news. Which, guys, yo, I'm so sorry. That movie was so bad. I saw it. It did have 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. It had lots of bad reviews, but I was like, you know what? I advertised it on the podcast. I'll listen to it. And the problem was it had all the makings for a really good film, like generic orphan who gets adopted by a witch, spooky, scary, occulty, and she gets to learn how to do some witchcraft. And then none of it connected. What? It was so wild. What do you mean? You see like the badass mother drop her off at the orphanage at the beginning and then she like grows up. And then this badass mother out of nowhere, this is not a spoiler, guys, I promise, out of nowhere just returns in the final scene and it was like bitch where you been no context no no explanation and she was apparently like running away from other witches who were mad at her no explanation she just like pops up again and it's like what it must be hard to have a really famous oh i'm sure father, father. yeah i'm sure that's awful and then decide to like go into his like, really, you shouldn't. You, I don't think so. Like, not that successful. If he made, like, one really good film, just Totoro, then it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Do mm-hmm, it up. Mm-hmm. But the Studio Ghibli lineup, it's pretty intimidating. And to come in with, you know, a few million to make this movie and it for to, like, completely flop, oof. That's tough, too. And, and it was a book before, right? I actually don't know. Isn't it? I feel like it is. And if... Because that kind of happens. Like, a lot of people don't like Kiki's Delivery Service. I love Kiki's Delivery Service, but it was also a book before. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of these, like, little references throughout the film where if you read the book, you'd understand it. Mm. But they don't have time to explain it in a film. So I wonder if they're, like, all of these, like, they trim the fat too much. Maybe. That makes a lot of sense. But even so, it's just, like, you can do so much with a movie. Mm-hmm. Just throw it in. Just throw something in. Yeah. And then this little girl was, like, such a brat the whole movie. That's tough. Earwig? Yeah. Which also, dumb name. (laughs) Stupid name. That child should have been taken away from the beginning. From the beginning. She was just dropped off. But no, child services should have just come and swooped in. So I apologize for that, you guys. Really, I'm taking it all back. Also, I watched a movie recently that I think is in some theaters that are open called French Exit. That movie was really good, but really good if you like watching older women who lose all their money and do crazy shit because, you know, they're at the edge (laughs) and they haven't died yet. Mm -hmm. Like her whole thing was like, 
when the money runs out, I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> like it was my kind of movie. And it had some occulty, witchy things happen in it. Mm-hmm. So if that sounds like something that you'd enjoy, that's my recommendation. And that one was called? French Exit. French Exit. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go back. We're going to edit that previous episode. <laughs> cut it. Yeah. Cut out earwig <laughs> and then put in this film. Whoops. And then it'll be kind of like a uh, uh, Mandela effect. What's it called? Mandela effect. Bernstein Bears. Who knows if it really happened or not? Yeah. We really should start fucking with our episodes like that. That'd That'd be be really really cool. Yeah. Didn't they say this that one time and then they can never find it again? (laughs) Ooh, I like it. What was that thing about the swords? Nothing. No swords. What sword? I don't know. My name the whole time has been... Francisco. Therese. Therese. <laughs> my whole my name this whole time has been Frying Pan. Frying Pan. And I am into the oven. <laughs> Welcome to Which We. Oh no. Should we ever share? We had a bunch of ideas for the naming of this podcast. I don't even remember them. I'm sure they're great. They must be on a document somewhere. I bet they are. But we were like, you know, which yes. With enthusiasm. There was a sparkly moment. Yeah. What have you been up to? What's your life? What's, What's the check-in? What's going on? What's going on? Um, I'm good. I'm getting some stuff together for my show. Things are starting to crystallize. Yay! I'm really pumped. I'm at that point where, you know, I'm buying the stuff, but I haven't had to make the stuff yet. So I'm not in it. I'm just mm-hmm. like conceptualizing. So, which is just the fun part. You're grocery shopping for I it. am. And the <laughs> fucking trauma and labor of having to make the spaghetti squash Amazing. has not come on to me yet. Oh, yeah. That is a lot of work. To spaghetti squash anything? Spaghetti squash is good. Zoodles? Not my thing. I've, I have a hard time with zoodling. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind the motion of zoodling, but the zoodles never come out the way I want. It's very rare. I don't think I've had... Okay, I take that back. I've had one good zoodle, but okay. it wasn't with a zoodler. It, they made it... He made it into, like, a... Um, what's it called? A fettuccine situation. Ah, I love fettuccine. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides that, I don't know. My dog has a wart. Aww. And uh, she had to go to the She's vet. a little witch. Oh, what if that's her like demon nipple or oh whatever Oh my God, that's her her devil's mark. Her devil's mark, And we yeah. fucking outed her to the doctor. He's going to tell like the fucking Spanish Inquisition. Oh no, they're coming. Well, we're hiding it with a little boot for now. So she's got a little fashion. Okay, good. A little fashion boot. No um, one will find that suspicious at all. <laughs> Just single. one booted dog. <laughs> no witches here. Hmm. hmm. Only fashion. Only fashion. New York City. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a dimple. It's like a beauty mark. Um, but besides that, I did want to say that we had a recent episode on the Night Witches, mm-hmm. which was really fascinating and so fun on Patreon. And then um, I just finished editing our Poisons episode. Ooh. So there's just some really like cool shit popping off on Patreon. I know. I love our Patreon. It's so fun and just absurd in a way. I think there's something freeing because Alicia and I don't have to do like witches in the news and we don't have to do the spell. And also like a lot of the episodes are like witch adjacent. So there's mm-hmm. witchy stuff in there for sure. But then there's like other fun stuff that's like tangentially related to our research. And then I think we get to be really kind of goofy and silly and, and you know, non-scripted. Bum, bum. Da, 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 You're da. getting the real us only on Patreon. A wink. A wink. So, Alicia. Yes. We're covering a topic today. Mm-hmm. But we did have some help. We did. 
So our topic today is pendulums and divining with pendulums. And we have to say a super great thank you to Nicole from Positively Mystic. She sent us over some really cool shit, including a divining board and pendulums. And she also sent us a bunch of runes and stuff. Basically amazing. So Positively Mystic, if you just type it, you'll find it's Etsy. And her little descriptor is hand-designed spiritual and magic tools for divination, scrying, and ritual. Her work is so beautiful. When we opened up those boxes, it was really just, it felt like so special. Everything was really beautifully bagged in little velvet bags. And we got to sort of, she has a huge selection of like different kinds of boards that are just so well-crafted and so gorgeous. And I think the thing that was really meaningful to me is that everything came with like information attached to it. Mm -hmm. So that like, she wasn't just like, okay, here's this stuff. She was like, this is what this does. And this is how you use it. And this is, we're going to get into like how to use pendulums. Like a lot of this research like was very much inspired by her. She also gave us these tarot boxes, like to put our tarot cards in. I did that as soon as I got that home. Mm -hmm. I like immediately put my cards in there and I was like, oh my God, what if they don't fit? And they were perfect. They're so presentational. They sit up straight. Like I've been keeping my tarot cards in like the box they came in, which is fine or whatever. But like, this is just so special. Like I just feel like I'm treating my objects with the respect that they deserve. And it feels very heavy duty. Like it's made out of, it's a wooden box and it's gorgeous. But I'm like, well, if my cat accidentally drops this, it's safe. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Nicole from Positively Mystic. And y'all should really check out her Etsy and her Instagram. The stuff is gorge. You'll be seeing it all this week on our Instagram, I'm pretty sure. And you, I mean, you deserve to have like nice stuff, guys. So we are talking about pendulums today. And of course, we have to talk about history as we do. Mm -hmm. I sound exhausted because this isn't just history. This is science. Yes. And science is exhausting to me. Yes. But we're going to get into it. Did you have any, just really quick, Mm -hmm. what was sort of you coming into pendulums pre all of this stuff? What was your sort of purview ideas about what it was going to be? What was your experience before I never really used a pendulum before. It wasn't it genuinely, and I'm not trying to plug positively mystic more, but I am. It wasn't until I had the divining board and the pendulum she sent where I was like, oh, let me fuck around with this and see. And so I was using it a lot to be like, am I going to like my new apartment? And it said yes. So I was like, yes. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So that's really been it. Did you ever go to the Children's Museum? Do you remember the big... Oh, they had like a pendulum inside, right? They had a giant pendulum with sand in the bottom of it. Yes. And that was sort of like my first... It was like you pass the giant dinosaur, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Sue or whatever it was. Sue, Sue the T-Rex. Yeah. But I don't even think I understood that to be a pendulum until probably this episode. Until right now. Until right now. I haven't thought about that place in years. I want to go back so desperately. Someday. Children's museums are fun. They are. But now we have to talk about. Now we have. Now we get to. We get to. We are allowed to. (laughs) Wikipedia defines a pendulum as a weight suspended from a pivot so that it can swing freely. Easy enough, right? Sounds like me. (laughs) Right? Great. Great. No. Wrong. Wrong. There are. A lot of physics involved with pendulums. And since I never took that class, I'll do my best to tell you how I understand it. Essentially. All right, sit down, everyone. If the pendulum were to be held completely still, that it would be in a state of equilibrium. 
it will begin moving due to the wind, the earth moving, or, you know, fucking magic. And at that point, the pendulum will move left or right, although sometimes it can also move in a circular motion as well. Oh, it's diverse? It's diverse. We got different moves in, different zigzags. No, it probably won't zigzag. It'll probably go in its direction and continue in its direction. Mr. Galileo Galilei, what a fun name. Do you think he was like hitting on the chicks? And he was like, my name is Galileo Galilei. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, hello. Ricky Ricardo. He was credited as doing some of the first scientific investigations about pendulums, mostly for timekeeping, which I was also like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. The regular motions of the pendulums aided those in telling time and contributed to the world's most accurate timekeeping technology until the 1930s. That's meaning we all just fucking dumb. Trust in this thing that Galileo made back in like the 1600s or whenever he was alive. I don't know. Don't come at me. I don't know when he was alive. He's an old man. In 1658, Christian Huygens invented the pendulum clock, which was the parent of all those grandfather clocks and beautiful wooden wall clocks in your childhood home that would ding every hour on the hour. Very creepy. Very creepy. You hated them? I loved them. I found them fascinating. Really? I found them murdery. Mm. and evil. To be fair, mine didn't work. And we had it for decades. Oh, it wasn't a working clock. It was just aesthetics. It was just aesthetic, yeah. That's cool. I always wanted it to work, though. That's probably why I was like, it's so cool and it doesn't work. Aww. I know. Always late. Pendulums also were early seismometers. Zhang Heng of the Han Dynasty in first century China invented a seismometer device that would sway and activate a series of levers if it were disturbed by the tremor of an earthquake, even if the tremor was happening far, far away from it. Oh, so really sensitive. Very, very sensitive. It's like, hey, yo, some shit's afoot. (laughs) It's not good. In 1851, the Foucault pendulum was invented by Jean-Bernard Léon Foucault. This was a pendulum suspended over paper, stone, wood, whatever, that had the cardinal directions on it, the pendulum would be released and the pendulum would swing and swing and swing and swing and it like never fucking stopped. And this showed the plane of oscillation will stay constant regardless of the motion of the pivots and that this could be used to demonstrate the rotation of the earth. If you blacked out when I was saying that sentence. I'm gone. It's like the earth rotates, essentially. So it proved, so the pendulum kept swinging, Mm -hmm. and that proved that the earth. I guess so. I bet that's what's in the children's museum. Yes, that would make sense. Or they were just like, it's a huge pendulum and it's fucking cool. Hey, children, science is awesome. (laughs) Hey, kids, they come in on a skateboard. What's up? Hand out Kool-Aids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skateboard away. Here's a Tootsie Roll. See ya. Bye. Tootsie Rolls, though, worst candy. I'd be like, science sucks. (laughs) We're never coming back here. I'd run out of there as fast as I could. It's like that and the root beer candy. Oh, well, I like the root beer suckers. Really? Yeah. Root beer flavored candy is like barf. Well, I hate root beer, so maybe that's where it makes up. Do you like root beer? Or like, like root beer floats? I like root beer floats, yeah. No. We make one whole person. We do. <laughs> I hate soda. So. <laughs> it's funny. Alicia, but I love ice cream. We dislike a lot of opposite things. Yeah. Anyways, back to the science. I tried to just, I tried. I was you like, really did. Let's. Let's talk about something else. Let's just skip it. No, this is really interesting. Okay, thank you. 
Foucault showed his pendulum with a grand presentation. So this I can get behind, you know, something elaborate, mm-hmm. extravaganza. Capes. Capes. He, he's wearing a cape. He's got a little hat. It's got a feather. Kind of looks like the bad guy in Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, he's like. But skinnier. Governor Ratcliffe. But there is a pug. Let's imagine a pug, the hat, the little feather. It's all there. Grand presentation. He attached a large pendulum, very much like the Children's Museum, but from the dome of the Pantheon in Paris. The length of this cord was like 220 feet long, which is much bigger than I am. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm tall. Not tall compared to that. You're little. I am so tiny. Once the pendulum was set in motion, the plane of swing rotated 360 degrees clockwise in about 32 hours. So, you know, side to side. And then eventually, it made a whole circle. This was the first demonstration of the Earth's rotation that didn't depend on celestial observations. So they were like, oh, instead of looking at the sky to see that things are different, we're on Earth and now we can see something on Earth is different. That makes it feel real, I bet. Yeah. Other uses of pendulums from our collective history. A torture device. Oh, fun. During the time of the Spanish Inquisition, of course, allegedly pendulums were attached with a knife blade and just, you know, let go so that the prisoner about to be executed will see that the blade is coming at you and unsure of when it will finally hit you and dismember your body, you can have that like dread and anxiety before you die. Cute, right? That's what I feel. All the time. (laughs) Every day. I don't need a pendulum to feel that. I don't know where the knife is. It just pops out of nowhere (laughs) it's gonna be like one of those wrecking ball situations yes in catholicism there's also the thurible okay so a thurible was on set one time and it gave me the worst sickness of my life because it was probably exercising all of the demons out of my body what is it so a thurible is a little metal sensor suspended on chains and it has incense burning in it Mm -hmm. and so it's like fucking clouds and clouds and smoke everywhere incense smoke and so they'll say different catholic things and then they'll swing it and the number of swings correlates to like what they're saying Mm -hmm. and it's used in mass and different things like that very fancy i think it's in a my chemical romance uh, music video. It probably is. The one about the war, I think. When I was a young boy, <laughs> my father <laughs> took me into the... Were they all about war? I think they were all about internal and external war. Yeah. So, fun fact, thurible is like a type of pendulum. Interesting. Catholics use it. I think other Christianities use it too, but... I ain't never seen it. I love to, you know, when you can get a dig on one, it's good enough for everyone. So why divine with pendulums? That is the question. Why are we here? Why are we here? We have cards. We've got cards. We've got these little rocks, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't really divine for us, but they're fun. You can throw bones. Sounds scary. Sounds fun. In its simplest form, pendulums answer the questions you have. This is nice. That's nice. I have questions, and sometimes cards be like, oh, the mystery. Here's a puzzle. Here's a poem. Oh, yeah, tarot, it's like you have a 1,000-piece puzzle, and you're trying to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Pendulums are great because mostly you ask a yes or a no question, and then you have your fucking answer, and then you're done. I like this. I love efficient. Quick and easy. Yes. 
Pendulums can also be used for healing purposes and identifying allergies, cleansing and dispelling negativity in a room, and helping you to find lost objects or pets, or to douse by finding water or ley lines. And then dowsing comes from the use of dowsing rods, which were either two rods or a Y-shaped stick that people would use to walk over an area to find water. Very Minari, actually. They brought one out in the film Minari. Yeah, funnily enough. If the two rods crossed each other or the Y-shaped stick suddenly jerked downwards, then this is the perfect place to put your well. There's water underneath you. Oh, funny. Yeah. Wikipedia defines it as a pseudoscience, but they are rude. (laughs) Wikipedia says a lot of things. Wikipedia doesn't know shit. Except when we do use it as a reference. Well, we cite it at least. (laughs) (laughs) And I read that some UK water companies were still using dowsing rods as recently as 2017. That's so cool. It's only a few years ago. So pseudoscience Wikipedia fucking come at us, you fucking bitch. And so one of the pendulum things that, like one of the only ones, honestly, that I've heard about was the old wives tale where if you've ever been to a baby shower, a game that is pretty common is to use a pendulum to discover the sex of the baby. Maybe this is a little old school. We don't care about gender anymore, but... For this one, you can use your wedding ring and attach it to either a strand of your hair or a thread. Then you have your partner or a friend hold the pendulum over your pregnant tummy. If the ring moves back and forth like a pendulum, the baby will be a boy. If it moves in a circle, you're having a girl. Congratulations, you're having a baby. (laughs) How to choose a pendulum. This seems. I want one. Yeah, this seems important. This seems cool. You answer my questions. Physics may be involved. Witchcraft is definitely involved. I want one. How do you get it? Also, the aesthetics. Come on. Exactly. So, of course, your occult witch shop, the Etsy's, like Positively Mystic, the internet, you can easily get a pendulum anywhere. And, of course, just choose a pendulum that feels right to you. Many people want to have a crystal pendulum, like clear quartz, for example, is a popular choice as the crystal is associated with clarity and connecting to a higher purpose. Amethyst also has a strong connection with the spiritual, and rose quartz as well is very popular for its calming qualities. Ultimately, whatever your favorite crystal or the one you feel more drawn to can be used on a pendulum as long as it is round or pointed at the end. Mm -hmm. Easy. When you are starting out, you can even practice the basic concepts by using a handmade pendulum. Very similar to the pendulum that finds out what gender your friend's baby will be. You just need a rounded glass bead or a little metal ball or even a key suspended on the end of a simple piece of cord or a thread. Yeah, that was one of our Patreon questions was like, do I have to use crystal? Like, I feel like crystals are going to end up having some kind of energy attached to them. Should I use like a wood or a plastic or a metal? And it seemed to be that as long as it's heavy enough Mm -hmm. on this cord that you're hanging on, that it's going to work. Yeah. Super easy, super economical, love the DIY aspect of it. Yeah, that's I'm a big fan of that. So you're like, I want to know how to use it. How do I use this pendulum? So many people wonder where the answers come from and debate whether it's really working or if it's just the pendulum responding to the movement of the user's hand. Kind of like the Ouija board problem. Am I really connecting with my dead, illiterate, great, 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 great grandmama? Or is my friend being a dick? Is Marcel being a fucking dick? Who's being a dick? I can't tell. There's too many of us, but I don't trust someone in this situation. You can, of course, be a cheat and move the pendulum with your hand. 
although I don't know what you're getting from it. Cheating at magic's never the answer, baby. As with any form of divination, using a pendulum just kind of involves a certain degree of faith, belief, and an open mind. Just feel the energy, baby. Mm -hmm. Divining with a pendulum taps into your intuition and sixth sense. The pendulum acts as a form of receiver and transmitter from your higher guidance, guardian angels, and or spiritual teachers. So the energy is there. Whoever you want the help from, you can ask and they will come. If they have time. They are busy. They are busy. There's a lot of other fucking people in this world, apparently. I mean, after this, there's going to be a lot of people with pendulums. Exactly. So, okay, we bought our pendulum. Mm -hmm. We're going to ask our great, 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 great grandmama, who might be illiterate, but she knows yes or no. So this is going to be great in asking my question where I'm like, Should I have pizza for dinner? All right, let's do the magic. How do we do this? Are you ready for the magic? Yay! Magic time! Everybody, come, everybody, magic time! Stand up, stand up! (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever... Oh my God, Mike has this joke. It drives me insane. Mm -hmm. Where we'll be at a restaurant and and he'll be like, come on, everybody. And he'll he'll start to stand up. Come on! Come on! And I'm like, we are... I would be so embarrassed. We have to go. We have to leave. He just starts singing happy birthday and you're like, no, <laughs> hide. I would love that though. <laughs> uh, and then, because my favorite thing is when people lie and tell restaurants that it's my birthday. Oh, okay. Magic. Magic. So now, thank you for coming to Tara's Magic Corner. Ooh, okay. She pulls a rabbit out of a hat. Hello. Bump. And then I turn it around and then the rabbit has my face on it. Ooh. Rabbit Tara. And then I give Rabbit Tara a little mic. Hey, guys. And it continues. And it tells us about the magic. Yes. What do you say, little Tara? Oh, you're shy. Okay. Well, you can go back in the hat. Put it in the hat. So before you start finding out who has a crush on who. Or if I should eat pizza tonight. Or if you should eat pizza tonight. Okay. Or if you're going to like your apartment. Okay. Just like your Wiimote, you have to calibrate your pendulum. Do people still use Wii things? Yeah, they do. I don't know. I have a I have a switch and you have to calibrate the little guy. Oh, okay. Why would you need to do that? Because just like any tool, your pendulum can hold on to old energy or lose its sense of direction, much like me in the Keystone Mall parking lot. Very big. And it's always a good idea to calibrate any tool with your energy. There's two pretty easy processes for this. Both begin with suspending your pendulum by holding the free end of the chain up and allowing the heavy end of the pendulum to swing freely. Allow it to slow down and center itself. You can even help it along by holding it gently from the bottom so that it's still and centered. Mm -hmm. Then you can either, one, say to your pendulum, hey, hi, nice to meet you. (laughs) Thank you for coming. I'm glad that you're here. (laughs) Welcome to my magic corner. You're going to say to it, show me yes. And then you're going to observe how your pendulum is moving. Is it going side to side? Is it going in a circle? Is it going in a particular direction? Once you have sort of a clear yes signal showing up, allow the pendulum to calm again and then say, show me no and see how it changes. Another method is asking the pendulum questions you already know the answers to. Like (laughs) all of my security questions. Like is Alicia's favorite color purple? Am I viciously lactose intolerant? Is Code Monkey the QAnon LARP? You could see both of... Oh, my God. Hello. What is going on out there? They didn't like that QAnon joke. No. They're like, she knows. Too sensitive. I could see both of these methods having different strengths. 
The first one seems to be about you tuning in and learning your pendulum's natural inclination, while the second seems to be about your pendulum tuning into you. Mm. Positively Mystic noted in the guides that we received that while calibrating, it's normal for one answer to be vertical or horizontal and the other to be circular. Other sources said even some pendulums really only like to circle. Oh. That they don't like to go back and forth. So I you like have to, to twirl. Uh, yeah. I'm a ballet dancer, I'm a baby. Dance, I'm a dancy girl. I'm a dancy lady. So you do kind of have to familiarize yourself with the natural language of your individual tool. And it does take time to learn its language. On the topic of boards. Yes. Which is something that was very particular. Which I didn't think I'd be obsessed with, but I'm obsessed with my board. It's just gorgeous, you guys. It's like, so pretty. If you haven't seen a picture, you like really don't understand. Like It's so pretty. Have you heard it? You can tell we're fangirling. Yeah. Because we're fangirling. Like We were fangirling when she sent us the first DM. And we were like, these look awesome. Yeah. Please. So the situation is that not all pendulums come with boards. And not all pendulums really need boards. Mm -hmm. Pendulum boards are similar to like Ouija boards where there will be a yes, no, maybe written out in different sections on the board with the idea being that your pendulum will drift towards the different answers based on the questions you ask. This can be really helpful if you're having a hard time like discerning your pendulum's answers or you need to prove its power to a skeptical cousin. But there are (laughs) a lot of different kinds of boards, which I find fascinating. There's like astrological boards where your pendulum can point to different planets, numerology boards, chakra boards, palmistry boards, basically whatever your brand of magic is, there's a board for you. That's so crazy. If you don't have a board, don't worry. You can easily make one out of paper, writing yes, no, maybe so on a restaurant napkin, and you've got a divination board. There wasn't a lot of info on the repercussions of like, if your napkin gets mustard on it, or you smash it in your backpack, I assume. Or you throw it away. Or you throw it away and then you you stash it out with your retainer. Throw it away. Recycle. Recycle. We don't throw away. We recycle. I would say that this is probably a one-time kind of thing. If you're a little classier than that but still can't drop the cash on a board, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you have a tarot card deck or runes or a Ouija board already? Spread your tarot card deck out and take a deep breath and ask your pendulum your question. Hmm. Then drift your pendulum slowly over your makeshift board and see how it reacts. Sometimes it'll sway back and forth over a particular card. Or maybe you'll get like that buzzy, warm feeling that says, pick me, pick me. Ooh, I like that. I didn't know about that. Before I move on from boards, I do want to take a little bit of a tangent. Okay, let's go. Get in the car. Get in. Buckling in. <laughs> Strap in. Let's take a ride. I learned something from my mom this weekend. I was telling her, oh, we're going over pendulums. And she was like, oh, pendulums. Uh Uh-oh, dark magic. (laughs) We all know that my grandmother is always really wild. She's very Mm -hmm. mysterious, mentally ill, and really into conspiracy theories. And I also know that she's really into the occult. Mm. And I recently learned that my mom and her siblings grew up playing the Kreskin ESP game. Have you heard of this? No, I have no idea what that is. Okay, the Kreskin ESP game came out in 1964 and the commercial for it is so deluxe. I would love for you to click this link. Yay, I love clicking links. Turn the sound on. Who is this man? This is Kreskin, <gasps> an expert on ESP. My God. ESP, 
extrasensory perception dun, dun. mind over matter now mind control Milton Bradley have devised a game about ESP Kreskin's ESP with Kreskin's ESP you may reveal your feelings how many times are they gonna say Kreskin I don't know but it makes me want to buy it on career on travel oh that's cool it's like a bunch of different divining boards what results would you find with Kreskin's ESP? And then he gets on one knee and proposes to her. <laughs> and I say yes too! Oh, this is intense. I feel like this wouldn't go over well for a lot of families back then. It, I have no idea how well it was received. Yes. But they still sell it today. Oh my god, we have to get one. We, ha- I mean, that was so much fun to uh, uh, just to recreate that commercial. Honestly, yes, divine. The amazing Kreskin, born George Joseph Kreska, is a mentalist and stage magician who was all over TV in the 1970s. Note that I said is a mentalist <gasps> because Georgie is still alive today and he's still doing shows. Oh my god. He's been on The Tonight Show, Howard Stern, David Letterman, and he's been on Jimmy Fallon three times. Jimmy Fallon should retire. <laughs> That's too many times to have one guest. He always bills himself as a performer, which I think is like how to do it rather mm-hmm. than a psychic. His signature trick, get this, this is hilarious. He gives a member of the audience the envelope that contains his paycheck for performing at their event. Okay. And then the audience, members of the audience take him away into like a room, Mm -hmm. isolate him there. And then the audience member has to go and hide the paycheck somewhere in the auditorium. Okay, in the auditorium. And then Kreskin's job is to come back and find the paycheck. And if he doesn't find it, he doesn't get paid for the event. Does he not find it sometimes? He's There have (gasps) been 12 times where (gasps) this man (laughs) has not gotten paid. What is the point of that? I don't know. It's like a very mean hide-and-go-seek. It is, but you are initiating it. I guess that's the best way. I I guess in the world of the rich, that's the best way to hire a worker. You can only have a paycheck if you can find your paycheck. Interesting. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Mm -hmm. Except you lose or you have to do a lot of work and then you win. I don't know. Weird. I think you're doing the work no matter what. Yeah, it just seems like an odd flex. Like, I don't think... He needs to do that. But out of hundreds of thousands of shows, only 12 times he hasn't found it. And I think the best thing is that when he doesn't find it, he's like, you got me. <laughs> he's very like, not ch- like, well, there you go. He's like, thank God I have millions in my bank account. <laughs> From all of those board games. Hell yes. Now, as Alicia watched, the Kreskin ESP game comes with a plastic pendulum and a series of cards. And while it says on the box that all of this is just for fun, it directly references like real pendulum boards, Ouija boards, and the Zenner cards, which I don't know if you've seen these guys. No. These are the cards with like the circle and the square and the star and the wavy line that were used in parapsychology experiments at Duke University. And it's also in that scene in Ghostbusters Mm. where he's like holding it up and like the, the college kids are like... Having to guess oh, the right. cards. Those oh, are, I've always wanted to do the like those ink blotch things. No, those are Rorschach oh, tests. Motherfuck. But we can do those. Those are yeah, fun Yeah, let's too. just do those sometime. On Patreon, <laughs> Alicia goes through her trauma. 
I don't even know how I'd be like, it's a fox. I don't, I don't fucking know. Come what on. trauma am I going to see in this ink blot? I don't know. People are always like, it's my mom and dad having sex. There's no way. I would be like, someone spilled paint. <laughs> it's an ink blot. It's an ink blot. The intent of the game was to see if you have psychic abilities and how strong they are. It really doesn't have a relationship to like, okay, here, ask questions. It's more like, how psychic are you personally, Tammy? Ooh. So wait, how psychic was she? She said that she won't talk about it. <gasps> I think things happened. But I think I think she's a witch. I wonder if there's things that happened that are not what we're thinking happened. A lot of things happened back then. Yeah, that's true. But I do want to bring to your attention that this is, what, the third game by Milton Bradley? That's like an ancient tool of divination that they're just giving to children. Ooh, it's like, you know, start them young. You know, true. why not? Like you learn about Jesus as a baby. Give them a pendulum set. Your three-year-old could do it. They probably shouldn't need it, but they could do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you can learn, you know, um, how to spell. Yes, no, maybe. Cute, cute. You l- kind of learn about physics. I'm selling this to me. This is. I'm like ready to put two in my Amazon account and ship them off to my baby niece hunty. and nephew. I was yeah. just going to say that. <laughs> baby hunty's like. Oh, fucking Alyssa's like, please don't. They're going to choke on this pendulum. This yeah. is a small thing. <laughs> that or the dogs will. But you know what? Sounds fucking cool. Now that we've gone over how to hold the pendulum and how to calibrate it and how to use the board, I do want to talk about something that I think is often overlooked, which is how to ask questions. So Alicia already mentioned. Should I have pizza tonight? Should yes she, yes, or no. or no. Pendulums are analog. Okay. There's really no... Uh, you got a mystery. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Analog, analog. VHS, VHS. VHS. Like, we're talking like <laughs> 00110. Ooh, okay. They really can't handle a ton of like complexity. So you really have to stick to yes or no, positive or negative answers. Alicia's already covered this. But I think it's good practice to not just phrase the question the way it is initially coming into your head. Mm-hmm. First ideas for art, writing, and divination questions are all wrapped up in society, media, and your ego. And I would encourage you to really unpack this question until you get to the heart of what you're asking. Here's Mm -hmm. an example. You want to ask if your partner is cheating on you. Mm -hmm. Not you, royal you. Yeah, the royal. Everyone else except Princess Alicia. (laughs) I'm great. But what you're really worried about is their capacity to be faithful, whether they're currently coveting someone else, and to be honest, if your relationship is secure. Okay. If you ask, is Lauren cheating on me? They may not be currently, but they may be developing an inappropriate close relationship with a work friend or thinking about how all they want to do is be single and hit the bar scene. They're not cheating on you yet. Yeah. And you're going to get a quote unquote accurate answer, but that doesn't actually answer your big question, which is, am I loved? Am I secure? Am I safe in this relationship? The answer is always no. No. And they're trying to sabotage you. Everyone is. Your happiness? Under threat. All the time. Run. Leave. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Get out. So does Alicia's question. My pizza? Pizza. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the base of that question? What is at the heart of that question? Do is it that you do you deserve pizza? Is it that is pizza in your budget? Is it that is Marcel also going to want pizza? Oh, he always wants pizza. Okay, that one's a yes. <laughs> this was uh, probably the last big question that we got on Patreon, and it was very consistent, which is, what if my pendulum doesn't work? It's not for you. Throw it out. 
No, don't throw it out. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? It's so pretty. Uh, yeah, but. Aesthetics. Bookcase. Put it on the bookcase, yeah. the mantle, have people see it. And you're like, oh, yeah, I use it all the time. Lie. Yeah. Just lie to them. You should be lying about yourself. All the, time. all the time. Yeah. Lift yourself up always to everyone's detriment. I think that there's sort of this general air of, I'm not sure if I can trust this tool, which I commend all of you. You should always be suspicious. Yeah. You should be acting suspicious and suspicious of others. But if you're concerned about using pendulums in the first place, I would say that a pendulum is just a tool. Just like tarot cards or runes or any of the shit that we've talked about are just tools. Mm -hmm. There's a certain level of trust and connection that you have to have with something the more that you work with it. And if you don't feel connected right away, that's okay. Give it some time. Another answer to this is that you need to make sure that you're calibrating this thing before every session. This is not just like a one and done. It's calibrated and I'm tuned in. Like, you know, you can cleanse a pendulum. You can charge a pendulum. There's a lot of different ways for you to tune into this tool. And just thinking about it in those terms could be really helpful. And if an answer comes back and it's just totally wrong, I gotta tell you. You should not be placing bets on racehorses with these fucking pendulums. You guys, come on. I gotta tell you. There's a lot of room for error in this art. And you should really be aware of like the weaknesses along with the strengths. Strengths, really cool. Can be very accurate. Exceptionally direct in their answering. Mm -hmm. Uh, Comes from a long history of scrying. Also though. Go ahead. What if you're in denial? What if it's right? What if it's right in a way that you don't know yet? Because this is future times. Yeah. We are divining into the future. Is he going to propose to me? I might say no. Today. Who knows? Today. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's April Fool's. I just want to say that sometimes, you know, we're not always in alignment with the universe in the way that we think we are. And that has to be okay. You have to meet reality and be like, I see you. And you scream into the void and it screams back. Which is in the news, baby. Whoa, a surprise. Surprise, which is in the news. <laughs> Could you see it coming? I mean, you should have. We said it at the beginning of the episode. You knew it was coming you up. You knew it was. We, we told you. We tell you every time the format. Story number one. Welcome to Witches in the News. Hidden Welsh witchcraft den. Discovered in old home. Ooh. Discovered in an old home. That's how you know it's magical. Exactly. In a 16th century, which means 1500s, farmhouse in North Wales, a hidden space beneath a staircase in a Welsh home, which is redundant, (laughs) that's fine, was filled with occult objects. It's a yurt. It's a fucking... (laughs) I think it's more of like that uh, closet that Harry Potter lived in kind of thing, like under the stairs kind of thing. I don't know. And it's being called a witchcraft den. Animal skulls, poison, perfume-filled bottles, Odd shoes and a half eaten woolly hat were among the occult objects that had been placed under the staircase to trap witches and demons. Is, is that just my stuff? They just find my stuff? You just left your, you went and you got burnt at the stake and all of your shit. You yeah. just left at your home. I, at my Bummer. Airbnb that they found me in before they took me to the city center. <laughs> Whoops. This home had been in the family for several generations, and when undergoing renovations, the family realized that the staircase had been built over a sealed-up medieval doorway <gasps> that had once linked different parts of the house, which was pretty cool. Oh, my God. What when would you do? I would only open it during the day. If yep. you open it at night, like, it's cursed. You're dying yeah. by tomorrow morning. By mm-hmm. dawn, you're gone. 
No bones, no nothing. No nothing. No one will know you even existed. They wipe you off of fucking Facebook. Like, <laughs> you have no track record. With a little investigation, the family found out that the previous tenants of their home had attempted to trap witches and demons. There were many odd shoes in this assortment, and it is said by scholars that hundreds of concealed shoes have been found across all of Britain for centuries, and that these shoes were placed in hidden spots within homes to protect against evil influences such as demons, ghosts, witches, and familiars. Apparently, witches were believed to be attracted by the human scent of a shoe, and after entering one, found themselves trapped as they are unable to reverse. Which I'm like, what the fuck's up with these goddamn stairs, these little <laughs> shoes. Yeah, it's just a children's book. They're just it's like, like a children's book. Popping off this boot. Come and get it, witch. <laughs> it's like, what? I what can't go it? backwards. I'm what like a centipede. I'm like, a ah. <laughs> <laughs> now my shoe's just going to stay up here. That's fine. Yeah, that was story number one. Isn't that wild? That's so weird. Also, fucking pervert witches. I love the smell of human feet. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a foot fetish thing. All witches have a foot fetish. Are we wrong? Think to yourself. Quite. Get out the pendulum. <laughs> You're like, yes. Do I have a foot fetish? Yes or no? Maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It only hits maybe. This is. Okay. Hold on. Question. Mm -hmm. I just want to dive into this a little bit deeper. Oh, go for it. Okay. Baba Yaga has yeah. a chicken footed house. Fetish. Foot. The stairs. Funny stairs means a funny gate, which means you're walking funny on your... Funny feet. Funny feet. Yes. Fetish. Fetish. Smelly shoes. That fetish, Avi. So is there something to do with witches and just feet in general? We might be onto something. Cloven hooves. Oh. Coming out. I'm trying to think Dancing about barefoot around a fire. Yes. That's feet. That's feet wearing, exposed. Wearing little anklets that they get... At the farmer's market. Gerald Gardner never wore shoes. He didn't. What does it mean? What does it mean? Baby witches, what do you think? And you can find out on Patreon. <laughs> At the $5 level. Anyway. No, we're not talking about feet on Patreon anytime soon. Alicia doesn't like feet. No, they're fucking weird. They're strange. They're beguiling, honestly. <laughs> Everyone's feet are different. Like, come on. You can't even rely on anything anymore. Story number two for our little shit-eating sandwich. Man charged with stalking a woman. He claimed as a witch. Ugh. Welcome to America, baby. Ugh. Home of the brave, the cue. And that's, I don't know, that's really it. I didn't think how to finish that sentence. Did that's he ask fine. her about the feet thing? And the feet. <laughs> I want to see your feet on the beach. Cover them up. Put them in shoes. Put them in the sand. I don't want this. In Wisconsin, an 83-year-old woman told Kenosha County Sheriff's deputies that Rory Craig, who was a stranger to her, first showed up to her home on April 8th of this year. Craig told her that a witch who was a Satanist had lived at her home in the past. He then came back later that day with no. a piece of paper that showed the latitude and longitude of where this witch lived, which I'd be like, cool, dude, like, and... Is this a geocache? Like, what what yeah, is this that crazy app? Like, what the fuck is this? Craig returned to her home the following day. Wait, no. It's the pandemic. Who is this man? I bet he does not have a mask on. Don't come to my house. And began again speaking about the witch that lived there. The woman asked him to leave and not return, which I think is fair. <laughs> Don't come back here. Please. 
On the following Saturday, the woman was contacted by her son, her son, her adult son, who said he had received two phone calls from a man who identified himself as Rory Craig and began rambling about conspiracies regarding his mother's residence. How did he get the phone number? The same day. No. Are you ready for this? The woman's adult daughter reported that Craig, whom she also does not know, no one knows this man came to her home in Illinois, crossed state lines, and began to talk very fast and was showing her conspiracies on his phone about a witch who lived at her mother's address long ago. I'm dying. Isn't that crazy? And all, you know, everyone's shit is on the internet. It's so easy to find people. Delete everything. Go to the woods. Not too far into the woods. Because Tara's afraid of that. I can't get you there. Yeah. Can't protect you. No. Only the animals can. According to the complaint that was filed, Craig told investigators he was convinced that both the elderly woman and her daughter were witches and that he learned all of this from research on the internet and had been researching the family for several weeks. Before he... Like, I feel like that's a fun pet project if you're, like, so bored and you're like, oh, a witch lives here. Who lives there now? And then you should give up, you know? You don't go deeper. You don't show up. You don't show up. This is like stalking your ex. You don't show up. There's like a politeness to it. They, you can see on their Instagram that they are getting married. You do not show up to the reception. You don't go. You weren't invited. No, it's in Arizona. Crazy shit. Craig was arrested for trespassing, telephone harassment, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest and is on a $10,000 bond. Craig reportedly told the deputy that he wanted to convince the woman to turn her house into a museum. But she's the witch. She's the witch. And said he knew that she did not want him on her property, so he was careful to not step into her yard while yelling. Wait. Okay. So so maybe he was, like, on the driveway or, like, we don't know how close, you know, the house is. Because I didn't stalk them. I don't know how close the house is to the street. Who the fuck knows? Also, if you have a man ranting and raving on the street directly in front of your house, that is still pretty concerning. She's 83. She Did can't we talk about that? Yeah. She's old. She doesn't want your bullshit. She was born too in long the ago. 40s. Ugh. There were Nazis around. Too scary. Craig also told the deputy that he has been diagnosed with a mental illness. Okay, good to be direct. And that he had not been taking his medication. Baby witches. Craig's defense attorney said the charges may be related to mental health and substance abuse issues. Totally. As any good defense attorney would. If Craig is released, he is to have no contact with the elderly woman or her family members, and he cannot be within 500 feet of their homes. And that is the update on that. I think he was still in jail when I read this article. Oh, my goodness. She needs to get some big dogs. Huge dogs. Really big. Knock her over. Break Not her a good hip. thing. You know? It's okay. Just, that's why you don't get big dogs. A really a aggressive cat. Yes. A um, familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> making it worse. <laughs> reverse, reverse. All right. And our last one is arson at New Bedford Witch Shop, which sounds bad, but I promise it's going to get better, okay? Okay. Because okay. we're eating a sandwich, and I, I always deliver with the sandwich. In New Bedford, Massachusetts, a witch shop was vandalized over Easter Sunday. Hmm. The shop, Sanctum Folklorica, had a plant cart outside of its shop, which was doused with some sort of flammable substance and ignited. 
A good Samaritan ended up notifying 911 of the fire and it was put out before it could spread to the shop, which is... Thank God. The good blessing. Yes. The police have caught the woman who allegedly started the fire. The shop owner named Lucky Cabral... Adorable. A woman named Lucky had seen the woman before and that this woman would stop by her shop and burn large amounts of sage and splash holy water around the shop. According to Lucky, the woman had believed the witch shop was evil and had made it very clear that she was against this witch shop practice. Mm -hmm. Since the incident, though, Lucky has spoken to the woman's family and has decided not to file charges against the woman. Lucky said, I went from having these hardcore feelings to realizing this is someone who is suffering. Upon learning more about her and speaking with her family, I have turned this from wanting to prosecute her in terms of the law to wanting her to get the help she needs. Lucky says that she forgives the person that she knows is somewhere inside of the woman. She also said she's very thankful her shop didn't sustain any damage from the fire, especially since there are people who live in the apartments right above her business. That's so real, too. It's like, you don't, and also that fire could spread. Exactly. Ugh. Like, it's not just the shop. It's like people, like real people right above. Also, why on Easter Sunday, yo? Jesus came back from the dead. Don't you have, like, eggs that's, to find? That's a, don't you have eggs to find? Yeah. Also, that's the day of resurrection. Those yeah. flowers coming back to life. You can't do nothing. Exactly. So crazy. But very good for someone to, like, this bad thing happened and was directed towards me. But I can tell that even though, you know, there was malicious intent. It's because this person is unwell. Mm-hmm. This and isn't me, about me. Putting charges on them is not going to make their condition any better. Mm-hmm. So I found that very like uplifting. Oh, nice. That's our sandwich. And of course, if you live in Massachusetts, go to Sanctum Folklorica and, you know, help a lady out. And that has been Witches in the News. Thank you for Witches in the News. Thank you. It was so good. Thank you for listening. Okay, now we are moving into our final segment. We're stretching. If you've been sitting at a computer all day, you to pull your shoulders back. Or stand up. Or stand Just up. Just stand, baby. Rise up. And then I want you to relax your shoulders. You've been tense. What about your jaw? Relax your jaw. Your wrists. Move your wrists around. Ooh, mine popped. Oh. Yeah, crack all your knuckles. Easy. And here's our spell. A spell for clear thinking by Brinha Storm. Mm. So this is for the witches who can operate a stove safely. Children witches should have a responsible parent or witchy guardian present. You need four things. Okay, great. A pot. Love that. Some water. Easy. Some salt. Okay. And a handheld mirror or other reflective surface. Dude, I'm loving the spell so far. Easy. so easy. Let's get into it. Set a pot on the stove and fill it with water. You are going to be boiling this pot, so don't take it to the tippy top. Mm -hmm. Leave a little room. Turn on the stove and get ready to boil. While the water is heating up, grab a handful of your salt and begin slowly pouring it into the water circling your palm counterclockwise around the pot. As you're pouring in the salt and as the water is beginning to boil, I want you to project all of the things that are inhibiting your progress into this pot of water, okay? And if you've ever been starving at two in the morning, you've come home drunk and you really want some fucking mac and cheese, you know that it takes a while. I would never. Just sit and wait and watch a pot? No, absolutely. Not when I'm drunk. I'd be like, hmm, starving tonight. Time to go to bed. Some bread, some cold bread. Yeah. 
7-Eleven's right next door. Like, come on, guys. But in this situation, you're doing it for magic. Oh, okay, great. Drunk? You're not, okay. So that was a metaphor. <laughs> oh, okay, It was okay. a simile. Perfect. Now we're coming back to the real you're thing. Not, and into this reality, we're doing magic. Got so it. So the idea is that this is going to take a long time, so you should take your time. Mm-hmm. What are your doubts? What are your fears? What are you worried about? I want you to empty the contents of your anxiety into this water. Okay. Once the water has begun to boil, and I'm not talking little bubbles, baby witches. I want a full rolling boil. I want you to remove the water from the heat and allow it to cool. It's going to take around 20 minutes. You do have to let the water cool all the way down or else you are going to have a bad time. Yeah. Okay. So set a timer for 20 minutes. In the meantime, go grab that mirror. Place it in the tub or sink or shower floor, but make sure you don't cover the drain and take some time away from your anxieties. They're over there. You don't have to think about that right now. They're in the other room. They're over there. You moved them away. Once the water is cooled, and I'm serious, like you have to be able to touch this water, pour the cooled water on the surface of the mirror and watch it wash down the drain. All of your fears and doubts flowing past you, leaving your beautiful, sparkling reflection. I want you to lift up the mirror, gaze into it, and see a version of yourself who is ready to take on all of the good shit you have ahead of you. And that's it. I want to thank again, Brinha Storm. Ooh, good. Do you have anything else? I think that's it. We would also love to give one more shout out and thank you to Nicole from Positively Mystic because our divining boards are so beautiful and the pendulums are so adorable and I love it. And they came so fast. She's so organized. Like this is just one woman who has a vision and owns her business entirely and makes all of these things by hand. And I think that is just amazing. So go and support a woman-owned business. Yes. Love it. Witchy women, baby. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and outro. Thanks, Kevin. Thank if they you, f- Kev. If they want to find you. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia Period Herder. They want to find you. You can find me at Her Lovely Face. That's my art Instagram. Or you can find me at underscore Little Moss. That is my Finsta. Love it. I love it so much. You can find the podcast at Witch Yes on Instagram. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us and we'll feature you on our stories. If you don't like Instagram, we've got Facebook. We've got the Witch Yes Facebook coven happening. Answer our little troll toll. Get in. Easy. Y'all, some of you don't answer the questions. And I decline you. You don't get to come in. You don't get to come in. You have to answer all the questions, especially the last one. That's, will you follow the rules? <laughs> it's that. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Also, the Discord, which yes, Discord, is popping. It's popping. Lots of shit happening on there. Lots of different categories for shit to happen to. Love it. And if you just want to stick to a traditional way, you can reach us by owl or by email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon. $5 Witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast. Our next episode's on poisons. Our most recent episode was what? On the Night Witches. You heard about it at the top. You're still listening. That's so nice of you. (laughs) $10 and above get access to our close friends list. Sometimes we do uh, full moon tarot card readings. And and sometimes show notes. And sometimes show notes. So they get a lot of extra stuff. Also, people on the Patreon... They know about things before everybody else. They got an opportunity to ask us questions for pendulums. They're going to know what the next episode, which is 
It's Stay a- tuned. It's the place to be. It is the place to be. And this has been Witch Yes. Bye. Bye. Dab. Bye. Dab. She's dabbing. She's dabbing. Oh, it's getting faster. She's taking off. I'm <laughs> twirling. Go.